Turns out it's haunted. The podcast covering haunted locations and spooky stories. We're your hosts, Tracy and Laura. Hi, scaredy cats. Welcome back to Turns Out It's Haunted. And I have a scaredy little cat sitting next to me today. Uh, I have Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi. <laughs> I am very scared. <laughs> You look scared. Big you look petrified. <laughs> Deep breaths, just breathe, box breathing. Um, so Lisa actually answered the call out that we did um, a couple of months ago about looking for a co-host uh, to share the role in Turns Out It's Haunted. And we were so excited to hear Lisa's email when it came, or to read it when it came through. And um, we've gone a little bit further down the track with Lisa now, and she has decided to give it a red hot go. Um, and she's written in an, an idea for an episode. Um, and today, um, Lisa is my co-host and it's going to be a Lisa focused show around what Lisa's got to say. And I only, only know a little bit about the background behind what you're going to be talking about, but I am so intrigued and curious to hear it. So before we get into the episode though, Lisa, do you want to tell our little scaredy cats a little bit more about yourself and why you thought that you would be perfect for the turns out it's haunted co-host role? Uh, well, I don't know that I thought I was perfect for it, but I was desperate to do it, to embrace my inner scaredy cat. And I've been a scaredy cat since I was a little girl and my favourite books were always about mysteries and vanishing ships and um, and haunted towns in New South Wales. And it was, you know, long before the days of the internet, all you could find out about was what someone told you as a ghost story or what, some, or what you read. So I read these books at a really young age about, um, you know, places in the Hunter Valley and, and places that had lights that would dance across the road that only people would see. And I used to make my mum take me to cemeteries in Morpeth and Maitland to um, just to sit and have um, have sandwiches out of our, you know, 70s plastic thermos and, and uh, lunchboxes. <laughs> but I was always dying to have something happen to me that I could see it. And I, I didn't really ever see anything, but I always felt really excited and scared at the same time. So, um, so I'm a, yeah, I'm a scaredy cat from way back. Mm -hmm. And in your initial email that you wrote to us, you said that you were always busted reading under the crochet bed covers with a little stick light always. reading stories over and over about hauntings <laughs> and and scary stuff. I love that. I love it. I was. I can just see I, And I'm a bit... I was. I've actually still... I'm, possibly I'm going to be talking about um, that I'm a bit of a hoarder, but I do have the same crochet blanket and a few of those books that I just... Um, I have them there just to remember what it was like to be seven years old and um, and, and reading about haunted houses. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell us just a little bit more about who you are as a person just quickly. Um, I am a 
Oh, that's very hard. That's a tough question. I'm, I, <laughs> I live on the Central Coast mm-hmm. and um, I have two children um, and I am a middle-aged lady of 52, <laughs> 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 um, but I'm not very mature. <laughs> so that's kind of counteracts. Um, I'm also a marriage celebrant as well as I work full-time um, in another field and I've married people in plenty of places that have been uh, um, felt a little bit spooky to me too, so that's been exciting. And I believe that you were almost the celebrant for our beautiful Laura. Was mm-hmm. I? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I did not know that. Mm. So, uh, why wasn't I? Didn't I she don't, pick me? I don't remember. <gasps> Oh, my goodness. Mm, I only remember a little bit of that story. And it's my bad because she's told me about 20 times. And so she's going to kill me when she hears this that I'm not remembering the full story. (laughs) I'm going to have to go back through my emails. And that's, oh, how devastating. Well, it's still, it's come around full circle. And I can do uh, her um, her next anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Vow renewal. (laughs) Vow renewal, for sure, for sure. Cool. Okay, so... What um, what did you decide to to kick us off with as an introduction to Lisa's storytelling? Well, um, in in true Lisa's style, it doesn't it it didn't quite match the the brief because I I, I started with something that I've always um, a house that I've always loved since I was a child in Newcastle and it's this m- massive house that's now sort of diminished a little bit, but it had all these different um, incarnation. So it was built as um, a house for the Castlemaine Brewery uh, family um, way back the 1800s. And from that point, it's been a school and a hospital and it's been a refuge for migrants that came to Australia from, you know, from wars. Um, it's I think it's been like a um, a children's home at one stage. And it's I just feel like there's been so many people in there that I've feel like they're still going to be there in some way, even though it's changed um, quite a lot, that that was going to be my focus because I, 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 I really wanted to verify what, I, what I'd thought all those years ago. Um, but then I was sort of looking at Newcastle um, itself and there's, there's all these other really famous places that people go to on tours mm-hmm. and then I thought maybe I should go on a tour and I should find out and I can report back to you. And then I kept going back to to this house called Woodlands, and I thought I really I feel like I owe like that's I owe it something. I, like no one's ever said Woodlands is haunted. They've gone to all these other amazing places, like um, you know, there's a, a house where two sisters I've lived, and they've kept it. Have you mm-hmm. been there? <gasps> and and was, it, was it spooky? Yeah, it's extremely spooky. And we did. Oh. Um, I went there with actually a lot of listeners, so a lot of listeners from the podcast joined. Um, and we went and did that pre-COVID, um, like maybe 2019, maybe, yeah, 2019, <gasps> early 2019. Um, and we went there at night time and did the night tour and we got to do like a seance and use all the equipment and it was incredible. It was so spooky, like very spooky. And I heard, um, disembodied voices on the staircase, um, yeah, it's it's quite incredible, and there's a lot of um, a lot of artifacts there that carry a lot of energy because those two sisters they donated the house to investigations. Oh, 
I didn't mm-hmm. know that. So they donated it to the Horace Historical Society and purely to have it as a place where people could come to interact <gasps> with spirit. Oh, my god! You have to go. It's really fun. I have to go. Yeah. I, I have to go. So, oh, okay. Okay. We can go together. Yes, that'd be great. There's, there's also, I think, near where that is, in, it's in King yes. Street. There's a little street in Newcastle called Zara Street as well, which is very close to up near the Fort Scratchley end. And I've always walked past this house when I used to go to the beach after getting the train when I was very young to go to the beach. There was a couple of houses along there that were houses of ill repute back in the early mm. fishing days. And there's one or two houses along there that are... Uh, have got a bit of a vibe too, mm. so that would be. But I can't. I never ever looked at looked at the houses. I had to keep my eyes straight ahead because I was, you know, daylight's still scaredy cat, so I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, um, powers that be, you know, like I can pull some strings and see if we can get into places. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, well, um, sort of speaking of, of Newcastle then, and, and this is where I got kind of went off on a bit of a funny journey because I was looking at all these other places like the courthouse and now you've been to Miss Porter's, so that's that's an established amazing place. Um, and then I thought, well, maybe I do need to be speaking about things that are happening or, you know, places on the central coast. So I, I kind of parked this Woodlands house, which I have been in, um, in when it was up for sale many, many years ago, and there was definitely spooky stuff in there. I had no one to verify it. I can only go <laughs> on what I felt. So, um, do they do tours yeah, there so, of any kind, like historical tours, even? No, not now. I think it's it's a, it's a private. I think it's an Airbnb. Right. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, um, as a hospital and a maternity hospital, there's there's so much birth, there was trauma, there's so much mm. that was there that I just, um, I feel like it's the poor relation of Newcastle's ghost tours that needs to get back on the, get on the map, but I, that might be my mission to get it um, on the map. Um, but then I was thinking because of the Central Coast and I moved here about 20 years ago, I wanted to sort of see what was around here and I know that um, I listened to the podcast about the, the house with the dolls and I can't... Mangrove Mountain. Um, Mangrove Mountain. It's just making me feel like I've got like a little heart attack happening just thinking about that, especially hearing the the snippet of the voices. I, I that um that was beautifully terrifying. So thank you. You're for welcome. That. We aim, we aim to spook. <laughs> oh my god. I think um I think I might have said to you that I've got I've got dolls and I've got things that are here and uh, I've had to sort of turn a lot of faces to the wall because I can't, I just don't want them looking at me anymore. I'm not ready. Um, so, so the Central Coast has got these amazing stories too that you hear of, um, that there's a couple of um, spirits that frequent um, Jean Dixon Beach, which is up sort of around Magenta. And I know that's been uh, talked about by a lot of people over time. Various people have have jumped in to sort of explore and people have verified sightings and I thought that was really interesting but then I I kind of put um, both of those beautiful people spirits into the file of well they've had they've had their time in the sun I need to find something else on the coast that is perhaps not really well known because if I'm going to impress Tracy and (laughs) listeners no one needs to impress me promise (laughs) I have to find something that's a little bit unique. And so I found um, going on to all these various 
it was a long, it was a big, long journey of internet drowning almost at the end. And I found this really interesting story um, about a place um, in Mangrove Mountains. So there must be something to that whole place that's a little bit, I don't know, um, surprising. And it was about this film uh, in the 1970s that was like a B-grade horror classic Australian film. At the time, it was the most expensive Australian film ever made. Wow. What's it called? And had, had, uh, it's called um, The Inn of the Dam. Oh, what so, a title. <laughs> I know. So uh, it was based on uh, – they actually chose the Central Coast because it had a location that looked very similar to a house in Victoria that was, was haunted. But this house that they used to film this story um, – also had some a bit of a dark past. There was a bit of a fabricated story of a of a murder in the house, and then there was a, a genuine story of a of a man who murdered his poor wife, um, thinking she had been unfaithful, or perhaps she had uh, in the 1930s. So this house then had this um, film crew take over the whole of the valley for a long time, and uh, it became a place that people would come to visit after the film was released. So it was released internationally and I'm not sure how well it did. I think it's on that B-grade cult list that um, only few people know about. But, and I've been trying all week to find anybody that knows that can help me get in contact with Doug Mulray, who's like the super jock of the the 70s, 80s and 90s um, on radio in Sydney because he apparently hosted... um, a seance of sorts in this house Whoa. that was after the filming. And I can't find the recording anywhere. I've even uh, tried to contact the archives in Canberra to see if they've got something from radio because it was it was broadcast live um, and um, apparently sounded very authentic. Later on, it, there was a little bit of um, chat that it may have been a little bit staged, mm. but I don't believe that it was. Because as everybody discovered this inn of the damned and this derelict house that was the site of this movie, um, the Central Coast (laughs) residents who had a bit of time on their hand um, went to visit and and virtually um, vandalised this house to pieces. So it was destroyed, totally destroyed brick by brick and just became land, nothing else on it at all. And there's obviously a, a history of families. And, you know, when, when in, in, in those 1900 days, if you didn't bury your family in a, in a cemetery, if you weren't well off, it was always on the property where you lived. So there would be a few people still residing. But, um, Tracy, this is what I find really interesting, and maybe it's going down that conspiracy theorist path, but apparently... This is where the Mangrove Mountain Dam is. And and a couple of people that I've spoken to have said that it's always been stated by local people up there, or, or a few of them, that the dam was always put in the wrong place. So so this dam has is water over this little historical pocket of things. When was the dam I, built? Uh, I think it was built maybe 25 years ago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So there there would be – I just – 
I can't go there by myself. <laughs> I would love someone to come with me and find it. I want to find the coordinates and, and find it because it. I think it would be, um, I mean, imagine going there at night. This is a oh, really. Mangrove Mountain at night is spooktacular. No. Like it, it's like, dark because oh. it, it's dark. There's no lights. It is no. pitch black. Oh, no, thank you. Maybe I'll do a daytime. <laughs> <laughs> so when you when you found that the dam was built over the top of this land, um, but it was, but p- people say that it was in the wrong spot. What do they mean? Well, I've spoken to a few people that um, have lived on the coast longer than I have, and there was a there was a consensus that oh yes, it was always said that the council put that dam in the wrong spot. It shouldn't even, it should never have been there. Meaning that that's not where it was supposed to go, or they put it in the wrong spot deliberately, maybe deliberately. Yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's where I'm that's where I'm up to with that. Wow, I know. It just seems all a little bit um, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering like what we what we know about water, and like when you think about um, water that moves under the land and water that moves over the land, that it cleanses, but it's also a thoroughfare for energy and um, an energetic source for spirits. So the water would be a charge. So it would probably be extremely haunted or active. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's something about like from what I can see in in my vision of what I'm getting of all of this as well, there's just there's so many land spirits there, so many um, Indigenous spirits as well that just aren't happy. And that's um, that's another part of the the internet diving. When you go really deep and you click on things that have never haven't really been clicked on, you can tell they're right at the bottom of the search. There was this man who had written um, who his passion was um, road building. So he's done a big kind of detailed investigation into the convict markings on stone all around that area and. He has pointed to a part near there where, which he indicated that the markings meant that there were um, there was quite a lot of loss in in, mm-hmm. in the building of the roads and and then I was thinking that that there'd be so many people that would be close to that area if it's if it's been fa- farmed and roads built around it and there'd be there's it's it'd be busy yeah. <laughs> underneath like. Yeah, and it is like Mangrove Mountain is one of the spookiest places that I've ever been to as a as a a, a location, like in terms of an area. Um, yeah, that yeah. Mangrove Mountain is on par with Windsor. Windsor's the other place that's that's heavier, and heavy is the right word that I'm going to use. I think so. Like I was born in Windsor as well, so I know that there's some spooky shit going on with that business, but. And it's what's wow. funny is today also I saw that they're creating a new development for Old Windsor Town. They're going to recreate it and bring it back to life. Um, really? So, yeah, I'm interested to, to track how that goes from a historical and a spiritual aspect because um, it is one of the most haunted towns in the country. But that would go back to the, like, with um, convicts. Yes, um, first settlers. Convicts and... being used. Yeah, they worked so hard. Yeah. They worked, they... they 
that, that wow. Hawkesbury River and it links up to yeah. the Mangrove River. It's yeah. just that river channel. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about this house and the man that lived in it. Okay, so the man that lived there, um, the, the second, well, the, it was a family home and um, the recorded man that lived there called Harold, um, he claimed that he accidentally shot um, his wife. Accidentally? He did, yeah, yeah. But she was accidentally shot four times. Oh, yeah, you know, when you accidentally yeah. shoot yes. four times. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so there, there was a, um, a, a local story that there had been the, the, a family um, possibly 50 years before that where there had been another death on the property, but I couldn't find a lot of information on that. It was um, really the, the more recent one with Harold that, um, that was documented. The interesting thing, though, was when, when Doug Mulray did the seance in the 70s, he claimed to see somebody... Um, descending from um, in much older clothing, so so 1800s. And <clears throat> I think um, there was some discrepancy there that people thought that that must have been a hoax because they there was nothing proven about that. But I, I, I kind of think they would have all been vying to, to get his attention on that night because he did have somebody there of um, some repute, I believe, that was channelling or assisting him and they actually had it recorded. So he is apparently heard to, be, to say, I can see her coming down the stairs. Mm. Um, but there was the house was, was a single level. So some, some interesting... Um, things that don't kind of match appear. up. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So the, ha- the house stayed empty and that's why they were able to film there. Um, he died in jail. Um, he didn't die. He died in jail not um, through death by punishment but by long living to his end in jail. Um, so I think um, I don't know who that belongs to for that. For that. Mm. Like he may have been very much the end of the line for that, for that house. Maybe it is a good thing that it's um, – it's covered up, but I, I, yeah. So, um, Doug Mulray, it's the only time he has ever um, hosted anything like that. He's never done it since, and he's never really talked about it. So, I want him, Doug, if you're listening, <laughs> please, please call me. I'll um, tag him because I. Yes, <laughs> yes, because it's um, it's just fascinating, and it's sort of crazy thinking that. Central Coast people who discovered that the movie was filmed there um, went to visit it, and it was and it was vandalised. Like there's, it's almost like nothing really, really fabulous has come out of that that little spot. Even the movie was B grade and, and didn't quite make it the way um, the Australian producers thought it would. And it was a big investment, so um, it was going to be the start of the Australian horror film big budget movies in the 70s, but it was the sort of the start and the finish. I think it wasn't until maybe um, that really scary movie that I've never seen, like a movie like Wolf Creek, which is more gory. I think Australia didn't really do scary movies for a very long time. Mm, Yeah, you're right. They didn't. Mm. I remember um, when I was 11, uh, my best friend was having a birthday party and the theme of the birthday party was... um, the scariest movie your parent ever watched and you had to bring the movie that was your parent's scariest movie. Great theme, like great theme and so telling of 
who I was as a little kid. <laughs> what was the movie? <laughs> the Entity. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? No, but I was just getting scared. <laughs> I was just gasping. <laughs> so the night oh, included no. three movies from memory. One was Rosemary's Baby, which is you haven't seen that. I can't do it. It's too scary. But oh my god, on. no! It's not now. Like it's hilarious it? to watch now. Um, okay. But it's very kind of because all the effects are just laughable. But back then it was super scary. Um, I can't remember what the third one was. It's just, I had it and then it's completely gone. But the entity is based on a true story where Rosemary's Baby's not, obviously. But um, the entity is based on a true story about this woman over in America. Might have even been Canada. Anyway. Um, and she, um, in the 70s, she she was a single mom and she was living in a house with her kids and um, there was this spirit in the house that would attack her, like a poltergeist that would attack her. And then it gets so much to the point where she completely loses the plot and she's seeing a, um, a psychiatrist and her children get taken from her and everything. And she's seeing this psychiatrist and the psychiatrist is asking her about... Um, about what this spirit does and how it forms and everything. And one of the scenes in the movie is supposed to be a, obviously a reenactment of what happened in real life. And there's a storm and, um, the, the entity, uh, uses the electricity that is coming from the storm and the house to, um, materialize into this, um, like that, um, that green that you kind of associate with mm. um the, the, the kind of um phosphorus kind yeah of yeah is that what you yep. mean yeah and yep. so it materializes and she sees it tracking through the electric cables through the house and then it comes to her and it rapes her the oh, spirit God. rapes her and the scene is shown in the movie and the lady then goes to the psychiatrist and says, this is what's happened. And the psychiatrist is like, sweetheart, you have lost the plot. And then all of a sudden the spirit starts attacking her in front of the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist witnesses her being attacked by some kind of entity that he can't see. Wow. So then she signed herself over to science and basically became a science experiment for the rest of her life. And she, they created like a, a fake replica of her home but with all glass walls and ceilings and doors so that they could always see it at all times. But they created um, like electrical currents and water currents and everything for the, the, the entity to be able to charge itself. And she basically just lived out the rest of her life in this home just being attacked by this entity, this poltergeist, and, and scientists just did studies on her. Um, so, yeah, we watched that when I was 11 as the scariest movie and I'm like my parents had no shame <laughs> so maybe we can do a watch party of Rosemary's Baby the Inn of the Damned and the Entity who's up come on listeners let us know let us know comment on the on on Instagram or send us a DM and let us know if you're keen for that <laughs> oh I don't I, I, <laughs> oh, I, I think marathon. I need- Oh, yes, a movie marathon. I, but then I, there'd be – I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about that poor lady. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, that's poltergeist um, for you. So, so 
So but just I want to go back to that about so did the psychologist ever agree then that this had this was true that the, that he saw something happen to her that was very difficult for a practical mind to explain away? Correct. So it was a psychiatrist from memory and um this is also a book as well but um the psychiatrist basically saw it with their own eyes and realized that it wasn't a um like a psychotic experience it was something that was external happening to her oh god yeah and so from there she went into science and her children she lost her children (gasps) and so this house still exists like you can google it and the house is still there people live in the house and there's no and there is zero poltergeist activity in the house in in her original house so he was attached or he, she, it, whatever, pronoun, a poltergeist. <laughs> what do they use pronouns? Do they do that, oh, Tracy? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that just, oh, that would be, we don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> um, but the, the, they, so they were attached to her. Yeah, the entity, um, that's its pronoun, entity. The entity. Entity's pronoun. Um <laughs> for spirits, was attached to her. So poltergeists are attached to people, not places. Okay, okay, Um, And so she leaves the house, the poltergeist goes with her. And so the people that live in the house since then have never reported anything going on. So would the entity go and find someone else? No. That's that's their person? Mm Mm-hmm. (gasps) Oh! That's a horrific kind of true love, isn't it? <laughs> like twin oh my god! Shit. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, pretty crazy. Oh no! So she's got a she's got a really big story. I can't I can't think of her name, um, but it's a true story. There's a book, there's a movie, and um, the house still stands. Um, yeah. Unbelievable! Mm-hmm. I can't. I, oh god! <laughs> you don't know what you've got yourself in for. Like we're gonna... I was. You. That is exactly what I was thinking and I shouldn't be surprised that you know that because in my heart I'm going, I can do this, I can do this, and, and the other voice is saying, what the fuck You're have you got yourself in now, for? <laughs> oh, God. I'll let you bring your crochet safety blankie along for the ride. I, thank you. Thank you. I do. <laughs> I do need it. Oh, gosh. Well, okay. you've given us a lot, of, um, a lot of food for thought when it comes to um, Mr. Harold. And this um, this scenario in Mangrove Mountains. So I'm really hoping that you get to get some more information. That this is an evolving case as it comes along, and that you can update us as we go along. Because that's the way that paranormal investigations work. It as an invest. I'm. I don't consider myself a an invest. I consider myself an amateur investigator. Like I go to a um, haunt a known haunted location as a medium first, first and foremost as a medium. And then I will take investigators with me or tag on to investigators who know their business. Cause that's a whole different situation, which everyone would have heard from Alan Tiller's interview as well. Like it's mm. a, it's a different, it's a different business to be in, to being a medium. And I always mm. go from a medium perspective, not an investigator's perspective. However, what I do know is that investigators will go back to places time and time and time again. They never just go once and and they're satisfied. 
they go over and over and over again they research the history they find out what they find out and they go and they find out more and then they go back with more questions to ask and more information and more awareness and more respect so this is like your introduction to investigating, I guess. And you've, you've now picked something that you can dive on into and hopefully update us with as time goes by. Um, you know, it's, um, it's fun, but it can get a little bit obsessive. You know, you can, you can get down that rabbit hole and you can spend hours upon hours researching and finding like Reddit threads and strange, uh weird people talking about strange weird things no i can't do i can't reddit so I'm, I, I can't do reddit that, that's 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 like that yeah terrible but no you're right because i know when i was even looking at this there were so many things that i i i saw and there's like a a, a subculture of paranormal in tears like people in different levels so some people are um are, do, are investigating to disprove which i didn't realize and mm -hmm. other people are investigating to prove and they're like these you know poles apart yes. people but they both have the same processes which was really interesting mm -hmm. it's just their perspective of what they look at exactly mm -hmm. and you know when we went to mangrove mountain and did kim's house um you know we we left there having lots of research that we had to do because we left with more questions than what we went with um, I knew nothing about that place before we got there. And so when we left, I found out all of this stuff while I was there. And then I had to go and find out how I could support what I heard and what I knew and what I experienced. Um, and then it was validated by the owners as well. And so it is something in terms of finding, um, finding a little nugget like this, um, the Inn of the Damned and um, Doug Morey's seance and this whole situation up there with the dam being built over and it's really funny that it's called the Inn of the Damned and then there's a dam built over it. I know it's spelt differently but that's funny. Um, it is um, something that you're never satisfied with as an investigator either. You always want to go back. Something calls you to keep coming back. So be prepared to kind of fall in love with this but it to be the bane of your existence at the same time. <laughs> And that's, um, that's a framework. So for our listeners and for you, um, that's the framework where like when we started doing Turns Out It's Haunted, Laura would get lost in the history and she was fantastically um, intrigued by it and curious by it. That's excellent. That's awesome. However, <laughs> this is a podcast called Turns Out It's Haunted where people want to hear about haunted locations. So there are three questions that we ask. One is is this place haunted and is there already information out there that I can use to prove yeah. it Two, what information can I find that tells the story as to why it's haunted? And then three, what happens if I was to go there? How would I experience the haunt? And so they're the kind of three key pieces of information that make up the framework for um, being able to share your research and your story. Okay. Okay. So there's a little bit of information for you moving forward. That's great. I I I I need I, I need I need to um I feel like I need to get a, 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 a my own um like a little cap and um and a coat and I need to get a little file and like maybe a pipe, but I'm <laughs> not a pipe. I don't need a pipe. Look 
a looking yes. glass and a, and a magnifying and a glass. magnifying glass. Yes, because and a really cool and name. a really what can your nickname? Oh, be? I know. <laughs> oh, that uh, that's <laughs> um, that. Well, that's the thing. I think the the um, you can become totally absorbed in this, as I have been, but sort of parked it for a few reality years. But um, it's so it's so fascinating. It is hard to kind of rein it in, I suppose. You have, but you do have to have a mm-hmm. beginning and a middle and an end. If I'm going to be a semi-professional paranormal investigator, Tracy. And co-host of Yes, that's true. That's true. I need to get my points, my cred. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's all so exciting and there's so much information, but ultimately in the end um, we're here to tell stories and you want to do it justice and you want to bring as much of the mm. story as you can. And if your goal is to elicit fear in people so that they don't sleep at night, then you then you focus on things like the entity. <laughs> if your goal is just to share the the history behind it and that it's got such a sad history, like if we think of the Valiska Axe Murder House where that whole mm. family, like the, the girls were yeah. murdered and that was just sad and that little boy's voice with the audio that we have of what are you doing to me, like that ripped my insides yeah. out. And so, like, you can go to the angle of is it this haunting, is it is the point of it, that it, isn't it just sad that this is the story and these spirits are trapped there? Or is this a violent poltergeist? And people are going to be scared by all different things. Yes, they, they are. But there's, I, I guess with with all of those tragedies, it's um, there's a little bit of honour, I guess, in acknowledging them. And sharing, and sharing the story. the story. So, and I guess you can't mm-hmm. tell what would scare one person may not scare another. Everything will scare me, I can tell you. But I <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of, it's like when you have a bruise, you know it's going to hurt but you still poke it. That's how I am Press with this. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Laura's the same. Laura has, um, Laura has embraced it and it's because I've let her... Um, let her indulge herself in the history side of things um, and less on the spooky part of it. Um, And you know what? Each person, um, each interested party when it comes to haunts or the paranormal, we, we each come from our own space. Like you just said, people will be scared by all different things. The only thing that I am scared of is things that jump out and say boo. But wait, so is that likely to happen? (laughs) No. Okay. It's very rare. It's happened to me like twice in my life. So because it's happened. But it doesn't mean it won't. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <sighs> I just don't like being surprised ever. Like whether it's a good thing, a bad thing, a ghost, a human, a, an animal, anything. I just don't like being surprised. Yeah, so the ambush is not good for you. Okay. Yeah. Hate it, but nothing about the paranormal scares me. Okay, and they're not likely to jump out from behind a corner at you, though. They know you. No, no. they do it to me because I'd shit yeah. myself. <laughs> no, they don't usually do it. They don't do it to anybody. Okay. Like you only ever see things like that in movies. Okay. It's more um, you see it. Like it doesn't jump out at you. You see it, and it's a okay. Shock. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. 
Like I've been sitting in this room in my office um, doing a session with a client and my door, because I'm sometimes here by myself and I have the door open and my desk used to yeah. face the door and I looked up and all of a sudden I just see a spirit walk past the door. But what were they doing? <laughs> just walking to the kitchen. There is a female spirit that lives in this house that I work Wow. With. Yeah, sometimes she'll just stand in the kitchen and just go, hello. <laughs> oh, God. And she walks up and down the hall. You do hear her. She plays with the the, the toilet in the bathroom. And, oh. she'll, and she turns heaters on. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm, <laughs> not really because next door, like in the office next door to me, they had the heater on for about six days. <gasps> oh, so it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's okay, dangerous. dangerous. My heater was on for three days. That is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, they can just do mis- mischievous things, but they're not likely to go boom. Okay. <laughs> it's not a Casper situation. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. But they're the only things that would spook me, and because I know that that's not likely to happen, it's fine. Okay. So you're, you're fine. And if you're with me, like Lara always says, I'm never worried if I'm with you. Did she say that for sure? Can I verify that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Ask okay. her. Ask I will. Her. I think you've probably, you could probably get Maddie to even find the audio of her saying it multiple times on the okay, podcast. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's just like I remember once leaving the office after recording um, Tosp one night and we locked up and everything, everything was, lights were off, everything was off and it's, there's an alarm. And we were standing out the front just talking before we were getting into the cars and all of a sudden we, we faced back to the house and a light turned on in the house and Laura literally shat herself <laughs> like she dropped everything that she was holding and latched onto me with her claws like digging into me and she's just like, what the fuck? She's like, oh, my God, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? And so I'm just like, I don't know. And so I walked down and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, well, it's not a human because the alarm's on. The alarm would be going off if it was a human. So it's not a human. So it means it's a spirit. She's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And And like they're just turning the lights on. They're just playing funny buggers. So I went back in and turned the light off and came out again. And she's just like, nah. Nope, no. <laughs> oh, they must be strong to turn a light on. That's like that's that's if they can do that, they can do. Okay, I need to stop thinking about what they can do now because it is dark <laughs> outside. We're recording this as it's just starting to become nighttime. Yes. So I don't want to. I don't want to freak you out, you scary cat. But you know what? Thank you so much for coming on and playing brave and having a red hot go and also being vulnerable in understanding that this is. Um, it's not easy to do this job. It's not easy to come on and and share information and feel confident. And there's so many things you have to be thinking about. Um, but you did so good and I'm sure our listeners are going to be really intrigued to find out more about this um, this place that Mr Harold yes. lived in and the dam and the situation and if you do happen to get in contact with Doug Mulray, like that's going to be cool. We might even be able to get him on for an interview. Onto it, onto it. Um, I will probably send emails yeah. and see what we can do um, and um, you can have your time to ask him questions. Hopefully let's see what we can do. So... 
if anyone has any connections <laughs> that can help, let yes. us let us know, the podcast gods. Um, but everyone, please do um, do us all um, a service by letting us know how well Lisa did. Comment on our Instagram um, <laughs> and let us know if there's any, um, you know, specific cases or locations that maybe Lisa could investigate for us and research for us and bring bring to the table for us. That could be cool. Um, I'm actually just, um, Laura has suggested one that she wants to do um, and it's the Pete's Ridge um, Island where yes, to have yes. this insane yeah. asylum. Um, and I've been looking at that and just coming in and out of it. So maybe you could do that one. Yes, that, that's, that's always, Because that yeah. would be really freaking that's, cool. That would be super cool. And, that, and that's such a solid solid kind of place like it's deep yes and there are there are a lot of um already captured things on there that prove that it's haunted and so you want to be able to find some material that you can share and material that kind of gives you like the certainty that it's haunted and it's been proven and then you go backwards rather than just go I think I like this place and I want to investigate it and hope that it's okay okay so because in your notes, I was just reading in your initial email, it's like, can you just hope that the place is haunted and go there and call spirits in so it's haunted? I know. Sorry about that. A BYO spirits. I've got Tracy, so please, please don't make a fool of me. She's here. Come on. <laughs> but that can happen, but that doesn't mean that the place I'm... is haunted. It just means that you're bringing in spirits. Thank you, Tracy. Because... Where I am right now is not haunted. Well, there's the spirit here, but she's here because I'm here because she was never here until I was here. So she unlocks people's doors, opens people's doors when they're not here, when they're not working. Like apparently when I'm not here, my door just opens itself quite a lot and the other ladies that work here are just like, yeah, your door just opens. <laughs> they didn't even know that it had a lock on it, but it's locked and I lock it all the time They because some of their doors don't have locks on them and they just thought my one was another one of the doors that didn't have locks. But I lock my room every time that I leave. So this place isn't haunted. It's just because I'm here, there's spirits here. Okay. So you can't make a place haunted, <laughs> but you can bring spirits to a place absolutely. Okay, but we need to find, we need to find, they need to be pre-existing in that place. Gotcha. Pre-existing haunts. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I'll do it. I'll find it. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm excited for you. you. And I love that you're obsessed with this kind of stuff because um, that's what we need. That's what our listeners need too. Obsessed. I am. I am. It's, I, yes, totally. I just have to do um, do my research and, yes, onto it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I feel like I've done a lot of waffling and a lot of kind of um, going from one thing to the next but, underneath it all I'm really happy to be able to um, work on something with you or for you and that other people might find interesting so um, thank you so much for taking a chance on a a middle-aged immature person like myself (laughs) (laughs) who's a scaredy cat yeah thank you Tracy well you know what It's absolutely our pleasure and um, your sense of humour is what got you to the point where I was like, no, I need to be working (laughs) with Lisa because um, that's what I'm all about and not taking life too seriously, including things that are haunted and scary (laughs) and spooky um, and very serious at times. But you've done wonderful and you know what? Thank you. The best of times. um, Our listeners know that I go off on a tangent or two, so don't worry. (laughs) Don't worry. It's all good. Excellent. Thank you. That's good. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Scaredy Cats. And head on over to our Instagram, turns out underscore it's haunted. 
um, and leave us a comment, give us an idea or a suggestion of a story maybe at least you can investigate for us and for our listeners. And we will see you next week, hopefully. And sweet dreams, Scary Cat. Oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Got a spooky story you'd like us to share or a haunted location you'd like us to cover? Send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at turnsout underscore it's haunted. We'd appreciate a follow, a share, a rating, a review, whatever floats your boat. Sleep well, my scaredy cats.